Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I'm here with Megan Francis on a Sunday. Oh, you know what that means, Megan? Goodness. More Than Moms are back. It's been so long since we have done a More Than Mom episode. Uh, what, like March? Yeah, I looked back, and I, I've been saying we took the summer off. And those of you who listen regularly, you know we did a special series in the spring called Pandemic Perspectives. And We've done some other special things over the last few months, but I was thinking we just took the summer off of more than mom episodes, but it has been officially six months. Like exactly, I think. That is incredible. So yeah, if March 15th was the last one, that basically means that right when like everything shut down because of COVID, we just stopped. (laughs) Like we're like, we can't bring ourselves to get on the mic one more time a week. Sorry, guys, you're just going to have to wait. It was. It was survival mode. Um, And then I think that pandemic perspective series, which I loved and I'm really glad we did. It felt it felt like something we wanted and needed to do. And that those were on Sundays, I think, for about eight weeks there in the in the intense part of the spring. And then it was summer and our recording schedule is kind of hard to manage. Everything's harder in pandemic 2020. It It just is. is. Yeah, I don't think that means anything is better or over, but maybe we've just gotten kind of used to used to this life now. And we need a little more than mom back in our life. New normal. And I love more than moms. These are some of my my favorites to record with you. And I we hear from a lot of people that they just love us chatting about, you know, whatever fluffy topics, things are a little a little non parenting related sometimes that just have to do with our lives as moms, but not necessarily our mom life, if that makes sense. Um, And I love this topic because it's so, so on track for what we're, you know, even just talking about the fact that we're doing this again, and that is COVID made us do it. So we're going to talk about, (laughs) I love this, all like the silly, weird, um, unusual, out out of character things that have happened over the past six plus months while we've been dealing with this global pandemic and how it's changed our lives, maybe sometimes for the better, uh, often for the weirder. So um, I'm really looking forward. I think this will be like a lot of fun kind of random things that we'll talk about today. I'm excited too. Um, And I think everybody can relate. Like you find yourself 
ordering things online you never thought you'd order online. You find yourself like learning to do things that you never thought you'd have to do. And and it's we're laughing and it's you know, a lot of it is silly, but a lot of it's kind of like these are fundamental shifts that we've made. Um, And so I I do think it's nice to kind of reflect and look back on them and we're going to have a lot of fun. So excited to be back for more than moms. And then if you are newer to this series, it's roughly every other Sunday that you'll get a more than mom right here in your feed. And so the one coming up in a couple weeks is going to be a fun one. It's going to be an ask us anything, um, which is like our listener questions episode in that you can call in or write in your questions for us. Only we want them to have nothing to do with parenting. So this is not parenting advice. This is ask Megan and Sarah anything. And we've never really done that. No, we Um, haven't. So it'll be really fun. Um, We'll link in the show notes if you want to record your voice. We love that. If you just want to email us a question, that's fine, too. We're hello at themomhour.com. You can really ask us anything about, you know, our partnership, our friendship, the show, behind the scenes on the podcast, something more personal. Um, You can ask as personal as you want. I guess if it feels too personal, we may not answer it on the show, but we certainly won't. We won't blame you for asking. Like you really can ask us anything. And then I guess it's up to us what we decide (laughs) to answer on the show. So um, I'm really excited. Definitely get those um, questions in and we'll record that coming up in a couple of weeks. And that'll be a fun one. Really looking forward to that. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion, and because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, Sarah, so I know we both have a list of things that uh, COVID has made us do over the past six months, Um, but I'm going to kick it off with you first. I want you to go first and name one of your COVID made me do it things. Okay, COVID made me do it. I now play Tetris on my phone like regularly to just zone out and wind down. And I have never been a phone gamer or any kind of a gamer. Now, if you are like if you're a Candy Crush person or like you love those games, I have like zero judgment because there's plenty of things I do on my phone that are mindless and time wasting. So this is not like a high horse thing. I've just that's never been the thing that I gravitate to. If anything, 
I scroll Instagram or I start shopping on my phone or I like read the headlines. And so it's funny that it's not the phone usage that COVID made me do, but something about a video game. It was I I don't remember why. And this was like mid COVID. This was probably like three months in. Um, We were still in our old house. It was before we moved. And I felt like I just needed something for my brain to both focus on, but that was completely like different than all the other thoughts swirling around in my brain. And um, I think the kids and I were getting to talk about older video games or like Game Boys or back in the day. And I always loved Tetris. That was like one of like the few little games like that that I liked. And I was like, I wonder what the iPhone Tetris, like what's available. (laughs) And I just like looked it up, downloaded it. And I think for the first few days, I played it kind of a lot. Like, really, I mean, those games are designed to, you know, make you want to keep going. And then I took it off. I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't play video games on my phone. And then I put it back on. And now it's like a re- I would say it's a reasonable amount. Um, Like a few times a week, I get on for like 20 minutes or something. And I actually think it's good for my mental health. I know that's weird. And video games can be addictive. But Compared to the other ways that my phone or the internet sucks me in, this actually feels like a departure and something completely like working a jigsaw puzzle or something like that. I think it has that same fires, those same neurons, but probably in a more like addictive way. So there you go. COVID made me play Tetris on my phone. I love this one. I actually went through. I'm also not that kind of person, by the way. I do not play games on my phone and never have been that person. Um, But I went through a Candy Crush phase a few years ago. Um, and the reason I stopped was I could I could not get past level 45. <laughs> like I was on level 45 for like a month. And finally, it was so demoralizing. Like I was I don't know how it is in Tetris, but with Candy Crush, you'd have to beg your friends for like tickets to keep yeah, playing. I, do. And, I remember yes. that. No, Tetris, yes. the, the way I play, I don't have to do that. <laughs> well, and it would be like kind of humiliating because you're like one o'clock in the morning and I'm still playing it, trying to get past this level. And I'm asking people I barely know for tickets and. <laughs> I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. So I stopped, but um, I have no judgment and I haven't gone back and played any other games like that since. So it was just a one and done. It's a a one and done. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? It's like, like similar to asking for tokens in the middle of the night, but um, I beat my high score recently and it was quite impressive. And this screen flashed up that that told me I was the ninth best Tetris player in Santa Barbara. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's probably not true, but it was like. Like for if you're like in that competitive headspace, I was like, I took a screenshot of it and it was like, it's super. This is all super embarrassing. It's like, it's that's what it said. That's Were you proud me. of yourself or like a little disturbed? I think I was more disturbed, actually. <laughs> like I didn't I don't want Tetris to know that I am one of a few right. people in Santa Barbara who and it's probably not even true. They probably just tell me that to get me to play more. I don't know. Huh. But it's free. I don't like <laughs> yeah. I don't I do watch ads to get there. But oh, my gosh, I feel gross now. OK. So funny. So it's your turn. Okay. Um, so this is a really silly one that's more recent. I got my first legit tan. So, like from the sun, from not the a tan. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. I, I don't right. even know if that's happening right now. Um yeah. so I'm, you know, pretty ginger and 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 I'm and I'm fair. Um and I'm very freckly. Like my arms are really almost like one big, you know, freckle now. So my arms have looked like they've had color for years, but I don't tan. I don't try to tan. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen for me. Even in a summer where we're really active and outside a lot, I would say for the most part, I'm indoors during like the peak sun hours or for whatever reason, I'm just not. So this is kind of a mix. This is kind of two things happening at once. One is COVID made me do it because I just 
because there's not much else to do for like entertainment. We spent a lot of time at the beach and sitting out by the pool. And then the pool, of yeah. course, is the other is the other yeah. thing. Um, but I think just because I wasn't like driving around doing stuff during the day so much and I was just home, I have I'm tan. Like I have a real legit tan on my legs. Even my legs, like my legs never get tan. They don't I've always joked they don't get any color at all. It's almost like the lower half of my body. I could just lay it in the sun and like nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um but I and I wear sunscreen really religiously, but I have a tan and it looks pretty good on me. It's weird. Oh, I bet you're very sun-kissed and strawberry blonde. I, I love it. Yes, I well, am. To to get a tan, you kind of have to have like little exposure over time. Right. right. I mean, yes. especially for those of us who are fair. Yeah. I'm not as fair as you are, but I am on the fairer side. Um, like one exposure is just going to be a burn, at least for right. me. It has and then to be like peel. a little bit at a time, like daily, daily, daily. And I think that's what it was. It, it I was so, well, it also was a very nice summer. So that yeah, I think also had, there wasn't a lot of rain and there was just a lot of opportunities to be outside and walking and running and pooling and beaching. And so I got a tan. Here I am. Well, with we tan. also, isn't vitamin D also good for like mental health and other things too? It is. So I, I would say it. this is a health choice for you. <laughs> I hope so. I'm not sure dermatologists <laughs> would see it that way, but I will say that um, in this area of the state, it, like people's vitamin D is chronically low. So yeah. um, that I feel good about that part of it. Yeah. Good. I love yeah. it. Um, well, on the other end of the health spectrum, um, I am going to admit, and I have alluded to this recently, but COVID made me into someone who has large amounts of processed food in my garage freezer at all times. And I mean, like, well, we just started going back to Costco again after six months of not because, well, we moved. And also I just, I, I love hate Costco. Like I love some of the deals I can get, but I really don't like going. And it was really complicated in the early days of masking and all that. So we we started going again. But even before we started going to Costco, um, just my standards about what kind of food is like treat food for the right. kids versus what's in the normal rotation have just tanked. And I'm just giving myself really a pass on this. This is not I'm like not beating myself up about it. And if you're someone who always has this stuff in your freezer, again, like I, it's not, there's no judgment. It's just a change for me. And what I realized it made me feel a little bit better is we used to just really eat pretty, like not processed, pretty like whole ingredients at home, but we went out to eat a lot and we traveled a lot. And we've talked about this on the show before. Um, When you travel and when you eat out, it's fun to just see that as like, that was our indulgence basically. Mm. And then at home, we didn't eat that way. Well, we don't travel and we don't eat out anymore. So So this is like replacing that. It's like a wash. So instead of my kids getting chicken fingers at a restaurant once a week and like, you know, then traveling and, you know, just having nothing but junk for an entire 10 days in the summer at a time, instead of that, now we just have bags of frozen corn dog and corn dogs in the freezer and we switched from healthy peanut butter to skippy natural and we (laughs) so it really um I've just kind of come to embrace this and like almost kind of look at like the pre-covid Sarah as like that was a good try and there's lots of good that came from those kind of standards but like this is a now a new phase and like I'm just leaning into it like we just not only do I have frozen corn dogs in my freezer and like many of them like enough for a long time but like we serve them kind of a lot. It's just like it is just the way things are right now. So COVID made me fill my freezer. Oh, and ice cream, like ice cream bars, like just my my garage freezer looks so different than it would have six months ago. 
How funny. That is like such a funny um, realization to come through. And, and my next one was kind of similar. Um, and I didn't even really realize I was doing this until I glanced over at my wine rack thingy the other day and was like, oh, there's a couple bottles of liquor on it. Um, so mine <laughs> is that I started experimenting with making mixed drinks at home, which I don't do. Like I'm just a, like the way it used to be, I would always just have like a bottle of wine on hand at home. And I would sometimes have a cocktail when I'd go out. So if I was mm -hmm. ever going to have a mixed drink, it would be like, I hardly ever would I do that at home unless it was like a party or, you know, someone brought it over. It would just be, yeah, you know, I, I like my glass of Malbec. And then if I go out, maybe I'll order a fun drink off of a menu. Well, I'm not really going out anymore. Yeah. And even the few times I've been out to dinner, it's just been kind of quick. Like you want to get in and out and it just doesn't, it's not the same. It's not like yeah. you're sitting at a bar. Um, ordering off the, you know, mixologist menu. So I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll mix things up a little bit <laughs> this mm -hmm. um, summer. And I started kind of playing around with like tequila drinks and gin drinks and learned to make a pretty mean gimlet. And then also thought, oh, okay, if I'm going to be doing some, you know, occasional pool, um, you know, just kind of floating in the pool with a drink in my hand, it's nice to kind of be able to make those yourself. They have the canned ones, the canned cocktails but they tend to be really sweet and a little strong. Like I don't necessarily want to drink something that's like 8% alcohol while I'm floating right. around the pool at two o'clock in the afternoon. So right. I would just make my own with soda and lime and whatever I had on hand. And I bought some like fancy syrups. I bought um like an Ooh. elderflower syrup and a couple floral syrups, like a rose and something else. And they're just fun. Like you just, you can add stuff and just kind of play bartender and it's been fun. So I that's love it. that. Yeah. St. Germain is elderflower, right? Yes, is it, it is. Okay. Yep. So I really like that. Every time I'm at a, in the old days, when I was at a bar with a proper drink menu, anything with that elderflower um, or St. Germain, I always like the taste of. So I don't think I have bought it at home, but I like that. It's idea. yummy. And there it. is a, there is a brand. Um, oh shoot. I can't think of it, but maybe we can put it in the, um, in the show notes because they make, yeah. They have a really good elderflower syrup, but they also have like an elderflower and rose lemonade. That Ooh, is a fantastic yeah. mixer. And it's, I mean, it's expensive, but like you don't need a lot of it. Um, and it's, it's really, really very yummy. So okay, that um, is right up my alley taste. I, I want to say it's like Beauvoir or something. It's got okay. kind of a fancy sounding name. So I'll look it up and we can stick it in the, uh, we can stick it in the show notes. Well, we talked recently about saving money and I, I would say that even if that is a little bit pricey, mixing your own drinks not only allows you to control the strength, like you said, right. um, but it's definitely got to be more cost effective than buying pre-made stuff oh, in a can. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I looked it up. It's Belvoir, B-E-L-V-O-I-R, and it's got kind of a fancy label. You okay. can buy it like at farmer, like farm markets and things like fancy places, but you can also just buy it online and um, it's like 15 bucks for a big bottle. So you can yeah. make a lot um, of cocktails with that. So, yep. All right. Chicken fingers and elderflower lemonade <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> I'm not sad about this, actually. <laughs> um, okay. Well, one more before the break. Um, and this is something that I have mentioned several times, actually, in our Small Comforts episodes and other times. But I I'm going to mention it again because I think it's a permanent change. And that is that COVID made me learn to dye my own hair. 
And so I used to go to the salon every five weeks for a roots touch up. And it was it was doable because my my stylist didn't charge very much for roots only. And it would be quick. You know, she'd do yeah. my roots and she'd blow dry my hair. And, and that was it. I didn't get a cut and I didn't get an all over cover color. And but every five weeks was a lot. My kids were in school full time. It was like relatively doable. I really loved my stylist. Like she and I had a great rapport. Um, okay. So then COVID obviously wasn't going to do that. Um, I learned to do my own roots. I've mentioned on the show, the product it's, I don't even have it in front of me. It'll be in the show notes and I've mentioned it before, but you've, you used it too for your roots. Yep. Um, and so the first few times were like kind of a project and felt a little awkward. Now I know exactly how to do it. I probably do it more like every three to four weeks, but I can because it's so inexpensive. It's like $9 for the bottle. It's really easy. easy. And it takes that bottle will last even for me because I have, I I do quite a bit. Like I know you can just kind of touch up your temples and your, but I really go through the part of my hair all over the top of my head. And that, that bottle will still last me three times at least. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's funny is now I can see the only part of my head that I haven't been regularly touching up is like under. So if you put yeah. your hair up in a high pony, right, the the hairs from the base of my neck that would go up into that pony, I can see exactly how long my grays would be. And it's long, like yeah. four to five inches since so I, my hair grows pretty fast. But I am so happy with the quality of like how it looks. I think the dark brown color just works with my hair. Like, yep. So this doesn't even feel like a thing that I would change. And now I moved. Um, I, you know, my mom lives here and has a stylist, so I know who I'd go to. But I really think I will be probably now a twice a year person, like mm-hmm. twice a year, maybe some fun lowlights or highlights um, an all over co- color to get those like the underneath ones and a cut. And that's it. So I think COVID made me permanently into a dye my own roots person. And I was not, I, I wasn't even entertaining the possibility before. I love yeah. that. And I love that I'm the one that, you know, kicks you over the edge on that. Cause I've yeah. long been a dye my own hair person, except for, like you said, like a couple times a year, I'll go get a real highlight job or like, you know, ha- or if I'm just sick of the color or it's starting to look a little brassy, um, I will get it professionally done. But most of the time I know kind of what color I want it to be within the, a shade or two. And I really, I think it's called Root Rescue. Yes. So um, I just looked up. It's yeah. Revlon Root Erase. Root Erase. Um, okay. I've gotten it at Target. I've gotten it on Amazon. There's a bunch of different colors. I'm the dark brown, but I will tell you this. The first time in like the height of the shutdown, all the, even all the hair dyes were sold out. So I got the medium brown just because I wanted to practice. And I figured, well, it's just my grays are just going to be a little bit lighter. And even that was fine. So it might be if you're intimidated by color matching, it might be more forgiving than you think. Cause I was like an entire shade off the first time and I was still happier than having gray roots. Um, and then when I found the dark brown, when the dark brown has been available since then, and it, it works, it works great. And I really do laugh at my, the underside. I just get a kick out of like, it's like Brian to do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want anyone in there with me. It's like my 30 minutes of really indulgent time. So you don't want Violet in there touching up your hair. No, no, no. (laughs) I do not. No, me, a podcast and a glass of wine and my Revlon root erase. (laughs) I love it. Well, the funny thing is I actually did that this morning and I did my own highlights too. So, so because just I just did a few like just a few. So I both covered my roots and highlighted on the same day and it looks great. And it costs oh me a lot less than usual. Like $3. Um, <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, my second my next one is also in the along the lines of beauty. Um, you know, I have been someone always who has who keeps my toenails polished um, mostly because once you 
polish your toenails for a long time, you kind of can't stop unless you're willing for them to look really gross. Like they get yellowy. Yeah. Um, and I also dropped a bottle uh, of wine on my toe uh, two, three, four years ago, something like that. And now my toenail is very screwed up. So they just, I just, it's best for all of us if I keep my toenails painted, but I have not been someone who switches the color out very much. Like I just leave it. I go get them done maybe, you know, once every months and they usually last a nice long time. And then I would maybe fill in, like just kind of go over it, um, when necessary and stuff. But I have painted my toenails a new color every week, no more than two weeks. Um, for the past six months. Oh, good for you. And good I think I just did it like as a pick me up at first, you know, like in the early mm-hmm. COVID days where you would really be like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, yes, I'm climbing yes. the walls. I have time. What do I do? And I thought, I don't know, I'm just going to like switch out my toenail color. And then I just got in the habit of doing that every week. Um, and I really have not let more than two weeks go by and it's been fun. Like I have a whole tin full of different, um, nail polishes that I don't really use very often and it's fun to switch them up and um it's been like a little self-care thing that's been really fun so I'm enjoying it I I really love that and I am the opposite I I almost never have color on my toes unless it's like a fresh pedicure and I kind of on my feet prefer the look of nothing over like chipped polish yes and um but I have been thinking recently that that would be a nice pick me up and I I mean I wear flip-flops all summer long yeah. And I'm just I just have naked toes. But um, I do remember those early in the pandemic when I like I remember doing like a crazy manicure on my regular nails. Like I never do that because we were just so bored. So, I know. Yeah, Is that I when you that. dressed up in your prom dress and had a and had a oh, I um, put on girls. my wedding dress. Your wedding remember? dress. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any that's of my so prom funny. dresses. Oh, um, that's so funny. Yeah. Those were those were very <laughs> unprecedented times. They really even really more were. even more than now. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career? Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, Sarah. So we are back to talk about more things that COVID made us do. And I'll go first this time. Um, I am now a naturally early riser. What? What? I, I know. What? So... I don't even know really how COVID made me do this. You would think it would be the opposite, but I, you know, and because I did morning radio for a long time, I used to have to get up early. Yeah. But you've I never gone through phases where, yeah. and you've gone through workout routines where yep. you do it. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not the kind of early riser that you are. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like a 5 a.m. or, but somehow I have, my body clock has now set itself to where my eyes 
open around 6.30 every morning naturally and I feel ready to get up. Now that's different wow. from my eyes open at 6.30 because I have to go get the kids out of bed to get them to school and I hate my life and I right. want to lay back down after they leave <laughs> and go back to sleep. That's very, very different. And I think it's been a mix. I think it's been a, a combination of factors. Um, the first thing was right when school closed down, we all went through this kind of shift where it was like, oh, now we can all just sleep till whenever whenever we wake up. So that was what we started doing. Like we just said, okay, we're, I'm just not going to set an alarm. We don't have, there's no reason to get out of bed early. We'll just get up when we get up. And what I noticed was that somehow by not setting an alarm, my body clock actually like, or like corrected itself earlier. And I think it's because I wasn't fighting against like the knowledge the alarm was going to go off or like hitting a snooze button. So my, um, I started to kind of settle into this place where I was naturally waking up between seven and seven fifteen, like every day, which is early for me. Yeah. Um, usually I would net like on a weekend, I would have naturally slept till eight 30 or nine and I wasn't anymore. And then the birds, the birds yeah. started getting me up super early. This house is surrounded by trees and my bedroom is on the second floor and there's trees like everywhere outside my window. So like the birds antics, then I got the bird feeder, which was very much a COVID mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And in the morning, I would just find myself looking out the window the minute the sun came up wanting to watch the birds. And so that over the summer gets earlier and earlier. And then I did some outdoors. I like, did two camping trips. And I always wake up early on camping trips because like the sun is in your face and there's nothing yeah. else to do. And you're not that comfortable, <laughs> you know, yeah. like right. wherever you're there's sleeping. Nothing, yeah. It's not your bed. I'm not going to lie around in a like in a cabin bed or um, on a tent floor for hours. So somehow now, but now it's gotten even more insane, like where I'm waking up between six and six 30, like every day without trying. It's really wow. strange. So I'm not complaining. I really like it. I like being up in the morning. Um, and I think it's just been a, it's been a combination of factors. And, you know, now that I say that probably tomorrow I'll sleep till seven 30, but it's just interesting that like, I can so easily wake up early without hating it. And I don't, I, I do think that something about the last six months all those different things together has shifted my body clock, which is interesting. Well, yeah, that is interesting. And you are a rebel and don't like to be told what to do. And I can see how an alarm clock early wake up would be that way. And you've talked about how when you're going to get up early, then the going to bed becomes this like inner monologue yep. of like, I should go to bed, but I don't want to because I don't want anyone to tell me when to go to bed. Right. So since this has been a body clock thing, you're probably also more intuitive to when you feel tired at night because it's yeah. not like a I should go to bed so that I can wake up early. Um, you're just probably more naturally tired and going to bed a little earlier, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. And let me say this. I also think my rebel tendencies Go even beyond that. Like, so even this, like, I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock thing definitely was there before when I have to, I, I resist it. But on the other hand, the fact that when, when it went COVID times, everybody was talking about how they could sleep in. And like the expectation kind of became that like calendars and routines would go out the window. I almost feel like I went in the other direction and rebelled mm -hmm. against that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I don't know. My, my psyche is sometimes a little, uh, I don't know, mysterious even to me, but I'm yeah. happy with the result. So, yeah, I love it. Um, well, this wasn't one of mine, but I will say that I, I am less of an early riser in the last six months than I was before. And I stay up later now it's, it's an in increments of like an hour. It's not like a total shift, but, right. um, I have a harder time waking up early and I do stay up more like till 10 instead of nine. So I guess yeah. it's shifted mine too. 
Okay. Um, my real next one is another silly purchase. And um, I will say that this is a, this is a, um, a confluence of events. COVID made me do it, which was to pick up my entire family and move. And moving into a new house made me into a little bit of a crazy organizing labeling lady because first of all, we're all home. We're home all the time. And all of the children are using all of the things. Like it's almost like I really had an opportunity to set up this new house with a clean slate, which you Mm. get to do every time you move. And that's kind of one of the fun parts of moving, but moving in COVID times also just means I knew coming into this house in July, we were all going to be in it a lot. Whereas my old house maybe was set up that way because the kids were younger when we moved there, but it wasn't ever intentionally set up for like five humans to spend their entire days in it for months on end. Whereas I was able to set this house up that way. And so the crazy thing COVID made me do by way of moving was purchase a laminator. I have never owned oh my gosh. a laminator. You're such a nerd. I'm such <laughs> I a nerd. It. I love it. And why? While I'm very organized in my brain and I'm very like type A in particular about things in my brain, sometimes my outer environment doesn't always reflect that. Like I I am not someone with perfectly folded towel linen closets or who needs to have a tidy house at all times. Um, I, I have my my spheres where I like that. But if you looked at my house, you wouldn't necessarily see the Sarah that you think, you know, because I'm like super type A about other things. Um, but a laminator is an amazing thing. It's smaller than I thought. So when I pictured laminating, I pictured teachers and schools or like major office, like, um, when I used to work in the corporate world and we'd make big binders or big presentation materials. So I actually didn't know that for like 28 bucks, you can just buy a little laminator. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of like a double wide three hole punch. Like Mm. if you picture what a three hole punch looks like and you slide, you know, you, you punch your paper, it's bigger than that, but it's not, it's not that much bigger than that. It's not, um, it doesn't cover a whole table surface or something. I don't know what I thought it would be shaped like, but it's very manageable. Um, and then it came with the laminating sheets, which are like, so if you've never seen this done, it's just like a pocket folder, like a clear pocket folder, basically you put your thing in and then you slide it through. It's really easy. And my main laminating project were, uh, these baskets in our playroom rec room. Um, we have these bookshelves and I had baskets on them. But it's all of the kids. It's the kids stuff that they still use art supplies and um, like coding kits and all this stuff. And I knew that if only I knew where stuff went, they wouldn't put it away. But if it was labeled, they they might stand a chance of knowing where things went, knowing where, you know, like when you move into a new house, it's like, Mom, where do we keep the Play-Doh now? And so all three of my kids can read, which is another like major step, because if you're labeling everything and your kids are tiny, you're still the only one, you and your co-parent, if they, you know, are into your labeling, but all everybody in my house can read, which means like they can look at that set of shelves and be like, oh, here's the Play-Doh. Um, and I can also enforce putting away more easily. And so, yeah, I bought a laminator, made some cute labels. I'll put a picture in the show notes. I shared some of this when I interviewed um, Mandy Yang a couple weeks ago, but I can put a picture in the show notes and the laminating is actually fun. So COVID made me move and moving made me buy a laminator. I love it. Um, I actually am a little bit jealous of your laminator because <laughs> I just, I just think it'd be like so fun. I it love fun. having little posters to like I draw on and stuff and, or like to be able to kind of make my own versions of things. Cause you know how like that calendar you choose on online or whatever is never quite what you want it to be. Like the dry yeah. erase thing. It never has quite the right number of 
spots on it or like the yeah. lines aren't where you want them. So I kind of love the idea of being of having control of that. Clara kind of would love the laminator. Oh too. my god, she'd be laminating everything. She'd be a laminating that's, fool. That's the other thing with the kids is their their complicated Zoom school schedules. That was the first thing. So the first project was the labeling for the bins, but then school started. And like the second big thing that was so easy was just their daily schedule, um, laminating that. And then it, it turns into this kind of card that I can keep on the kitchen counter or I keep one of them right on the kid's workspace. And it's if it's a regular piece of paper, it's much more likely to get drawn on or stepped on or tossed. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of throwing things in recycling and then being like, oh, wait, I, I should have kept that out. I still need that. So having it laminated makes it this like permanent thing. And then when right. Allegra started, I made one where it's like everybody's schedule on a two-sided thing. So it's like the master, the family master schedule. I love it. I love it. Okay. So my next thing is that I have a huge backlog of stuff in my house now that needs to be returned. And I mean, like, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, a lot of different things led to this. One was that um, we just bought more stuff online. Yeah. You know, like COVID made us all buy everything on the internet and COVID made me buy weird things on the internet that I had never <laughs> bought on the internet before and really didn't know how to buy on the internet. And then it also made me experiment with some brands and stores and things that now I kind of regret. And then COVID also made us not want to leave our houses. Um, yeah. so I also am one of those people with a permanently broken printer. Like uh, my printer luck is so terrible. It doesn't matter like how new the printer is. Something's always wrong. I can't yeah. It's out of ink when it shouldn't be, or I can't get it to communicate with my, my computer yeah. or whatever. So I wouldn't be able to like print the return labels to send it from my house. Plus I don't have postage here. So really I would have to take it somewhere. And there was a long time people just weren't really doing that. I mean, now yeah. it wouldn't feel like such a big deal for me to go to the UPS store and send the stuff back, but it's become kind of out of hand. And some yeah. of it, I've just missed the window. Like I bought an entire house worth of, um, light bulbs in May, I think like I had the kids go through, remember I had that big day where I just cleaned and cleaned and cleaned yeah. for like 24 hours. Um, I had the kids go through and take out every burned out light bulb in the house. And then I went online and bought, um, all new light bulbs. They bought all the wrong ones. Like they're yeah. all wrong. And so those have been sitting, they've been sitting since May. No, I'm not taking those back now. Like yeah. I bought these, what I thought were little floodlight shaped ones for my kitchen. They're like recessed. And I bought these huge floodlights so I can't return them. I don't know what to do with them. Um, I've got a couple, like I've got some clothes. I've just got, oh my gosh, a lot of okay, stuff well, that I don't know combine, what to do with. Let's combine Tuesday's episode about saving money and this problem. And why don't you list a few of these things on Facebook Marketplace to sell, not to make like a huge profit, but more to get them out of your life. Out we had a listeners yeah. Yeah, say this in the Facebook group, because I've always kind of wondered, why do people list things for like $10? Like what's... What's the point? And her point was, if it solves a Holloway issue for, for you, like you, yeah. you'd rather not throw this thing away and you don't actually know how to get it out of your life, then selling it for 10 bucks or 20 bucks is not so much about the profit, but just like it's better than throwing it away. Um, yeah, true. So that could be, especially I'm thinking of light bulbs. Like, I don't know. I feel like that could be something for resale or, or in yeah. one of those, um, like buy nothing groups where people are just trading and swapping. Yep. I wish I could come. I wish I could come be your Sherpa. Cause I, this is like an area that my skills shine. I actually, yes, I feel uh, anxious. I, I feel anxious when, when I don't return stuff, like it makes me stressed out to have it 
hanging out there. So I would just take care of it for you. I would take it to the UPS store or I would donate it. I would just get it out of your life. Oh, well, gosh, I wish you were here to do that for me. I'll, but I'll, I'll come up with a solution. It's silly at this point. And honestly, probably just having like one box where I combine it all is the first step. And then going through, like, all I need to do is set aside an hour, go through, figure out what can be returned, what can't. I think Facebook Marketplace is a great idea. You know, it just, I just have to put that on my calendar and do it. So yeah, you'll feel good. It'll feel like a, a weight lifted off. Um, okay. Well, my next one is like, kind of a bummer, but I'll just say it anyway. Um, And it's definitely COVID related. And that is that COVID has really ramped up my own health anxiety. And I don't use the term hypochondriac lightly, but I also don't use it clinically. It's not something I've ever been diagnosed with, but I'll just use it because that's what we all associate with, like worrying about your own health and like making small things into potentially big things. And that is always something I've been prone to, but it used to be at a very like, low level or it would be like a moment where I let myself like, you know, go down a mental rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, this must be a brain tumor. But it wasn't like a constant present in, presence in my life. And I know that people can relate to this because in the time of COVID, we've been reading about healthcare and immunity and, you know, symptoms. And then we talk to people and we hear stories of things. And so it's not surprising. It's in fact, very like very predictable, like very cliche almost, but it is for sure COVID related. And yeah, it just, um, we don't even go anywhere. So my family hasn't even picked up like colds and that kind of thing. But, um, I just find any little symptom for myself, but also my kids, like I, and it's not all COVID. Like, I don't always think I have COVID, Sometimes I think I have a brain tumor or I have Mm. like, you know, early stage multiple sclerosis or whatever. Like, And I didn't used to be that way. I mean, I did, but I didn't to this degree. So it really kind of sucks. It's the kind of thing that probably like some good therapy tactics. I'm sure there are very specific like behavioral therapy things that therapists do with people like me. So that is something that I'm willing to look into Um, because my my old my old. trick up my sleeve was that I would actually just go to the doctor if I was worried about something. So I, I make a very good healthcare patient because I I would just make an appointment to go get something checked out because it was the thing that relieved my anxiety the most. But you can't do that as easily in the time of COVID and you can't do it every day. Like right. <laughs> you can't do it like every week. So yeah, not so much fun, but just that I would um, share it because mm. I'm sure I'm not alone. Well, I almost feel like, could you even help it these days? I mean, it just feels like, I mean, we're all now surrounded by, we're bathing in medical anxiety all the time right now. And even for someone like me, who's definitely not, like, I'm not even close to that. um, There, it has brought out certain tendencies that I didn't even have before. Yeah. 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 Even um, my, my husband, who also is like you, like not anxious at all in the early days, like one of us would have a day where like, we'd look at each other and we'd know like, oh my gosh, you think you have COVID, don't you? Right. And, yes. and I we would just empathize with you. And I remember yeah. you having like a day or two like that too. So yep. even, even those among us who aren't normally like that have experienced it, but yeah, it sucks. So yeah. COVID, thanks. Thanks for that COVID. Thanks COVID. <laughs> well, I'll end with mine with a, a quick, um, kind of lighter one. And that is that last week I find, I wore shoes with a heel, like a little wedge heel. And realized, first of all, it was the first time I had busted any even remotely nice clothes out the whole summer. I have, and I've only been wearing like sandals and tennies all for the last, and boots, I guess, if we go back to April for six months. 
And COVID really made me change the way I dress. I went through my closet and realized there were things I never got around to wearing this year. Yeah. Like, that I, I've been just living in this uniform of like outdoorsy and or home sloppy clothes. Um, mm-hmm. Even the few times I've been out, I feel like I've still dressed down because I'm so not used to dressing up and it feels weird. Like no one's doing that. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Everything about my wardrobe situation has been very different over the last six months and COVID made us all do it. Did. Yeah. Dang you COVID. Um, well, and I can finish on a quick one too. Um, and this is hopefully we'll finish on an uplifting note. Cause I think this is a COVID made me do it, but I'm getting back on track. And that is COVID made me stop reading ever at all. Like I just stopped. I, I continued. I was on such a good track of reading. Um, I was reading like four books a month in the first part of the year. And even through April, I was still reading. And then like May on, I stopped getting up early, was staying up later, wasn't getting up before the kids, wasn't reading. And then we, we all know what it's like when you're not reading. You just get out of the habit. Yeah. Um, and then we moved. So I do feel like I am back on track for the most part, getting up a little bit earlier. Um, I read I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown, and I am reading The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. And I am I'm a li- I have a library card here locally now, and I have a few books in the queue. I would say it's a tenuous um, back on track because I don't feel like it's a fully solidified routine yet, but um, it feels good to be reading. And, and I just let it go. Like when I wasn't reading and people would recommend a book or I was seeing these book lists online, I'm like, nope, I don't read yep. right now. And that's how I've always been. I've gone through seasons of my life where I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I just literally don't read books. And then I know that I will one day read books again. So I'm, I think I'm on the precipice of getting back on track. Well, that's a good reminder that sometimes it's just the right time or season of life to let something go and not feel bad about it because it will come back around. And I know mm-hmm. um, in early motherhood, that was really hard for me. Like some of the things that I felt like were part of my identity, uh, reading was definitely one of them or listening to new music or whatever it was. And just having to go, nope, I'm not making time for that right now because, you know, you have... L- you have many other years to get back to it. So COVID made us remember that. Um, Yeah. Well, this has been really fun. I am so glad to be back with More Than Moms. We will be now doing this again, everyone. So, you know, and one of the things we really want is to hear from you with questions about anything. Ask us anything. Email us the questions to hello at themomhour.com. And uh, we, we we may answer your question. I don't know. And we won't and we won't be mad if we don't like your question. We just may not right. answer it. We may be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so also, because this is Sunday, you get a brand new episode in just two days because our Tuesday episodes don't go anywhere. And we're really excited about this Tuesday's episode. We're going to be talking about strategies for how to recover when you kind of lose your you know what, when you lose it with your kids or lose it, lose your cool. Just um, lose it in general. We're all doing yeah. that right now to some degree. COVID made us do that too, lose our minds over and over again. So that'll be out Tuesday. So look for that and we will talk to you then. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. 
Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. 